Welcome to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, a lifestyle podcast for millennial women, light workers, and spiritual badasses who are waking up, ready to tap into their powers and own it like a true boss. I'm Regis Cowan, spiritual entrepreneur and life coach, and my passion is helping women like you get out of your own way and step your mindset game up. Are you a spiritual woman who's questioning her life, wanting more meaning and purpose? and you're ready to live your most amazing life, then this is the place for you. Your time is now. Let's get to it. Are you ready to break through your blocks and get clear on how you need to show up to make money with your purpose? Enlighten is my one-on-one mini intensive session where we will go deep to get to the root of what's holding you back from being the best version of yourself, get clear on your spiritual gifts, and create a plan of action that will get you results. For more details and to apply for a session, go to bit.ly forward slash enlighten me now. Hello and welcome to another episode on the podcast. This week I am going to be interviewing Barbara Grohauschka. She is my guest for this week and we're going to be talking about biohacking. So we're going to be talking about how you can use this system. You probably already use it. You probably didn't know what it was called or that there was a term for it of how you can use things in your everyday life to maximize your success and tap into your potential. So Barbara's going to be talking about that. She's a human potential coach and a practitioner, and we're talking about a lot of things in terms of self-development, what her journey has been like, and how she's used this to enhance her life and help other women around the world. So let's welcome her to the show. Hey, Barbara. Welcome to the show. How are you? Um, very well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining. I'm glad that you um, jumped in and replied and that you're going to be a guest on the show today. So I'm super excited to talk to you and hear about you and your journey and all the stuff that you've been into. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited too. Yes. So just for our listeners, Barbara is in the UK. So what time is it there, Barbara, where you are? Oh, it's 4 p.m. Okay, so it's in the afternoon. It's morning here for me. It's about 11 o'clock. So hoping everything goes good with this recording. We are miles away from each other, but (laughs) this just goes to show that you can connect with anybody all over the world. So I love it. Absolutely. Um, So let's just start with, tell me a little bit about your background, um, how you kind of got into the work of coaching and what led you to, you know, start this new journey in your life. Right. So it's, I think it's been for me personally, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, it's been like eye opening one. And sometimes, you know, along the journey, I've noticed that um, kind of the life give, give us a kick in the backside uh-huh. to just make sure, you know, we actually, once we start doing something, once we decide to do something, we actually go and go do it. Mm-hmm. So when I started, everything um, started actually um, when I got divorced just before my 31st birthday. Um, and I like, I wasn't really in a, um, in a healthy relationship. Uh-huh. And it's kind of when I, you know, we were going through some problems throughout and, and I thought, you know, 
what is going to be, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. And um, and I remember the day when eventually I heard the word, which is the divorce. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, it felt like I was getting my, my freedom back. Mm-hmm. I know it might sound really, really strange to say that, but that's how I was feeling. And I think that's when I first felt like I can kind of, uh, put my experience out there and help other people as well to go like transition from like having been married into like having an independent life right. and and I just and I literally at that time I thought oh my gosh the world is my oyster I just can do whatever I wanted to wow like so, <laughs> yeah absolutely and it just felt so amazing and and I started making so many plans. Um, like I just want to like start the blog. I just wanted to talk more women, like about the experiences that you know, divorce is sometimes it's very, um, it is difficult thing to go through, you know, right. and because kind of you feel like um, you have the security, you've, you've taken everything for granted, and all of a sudden it ends. You kind of need to start from the start. Yeah. And um when that happened, um it's kind of like I decided like I, I went to visit my sister who actually is in uh, in New Jersey and I spent with her a few months and I was just so inspired to do other things. But then I came back to UK mm-hmm. and I got back into my routine again, like I, I went back to university, I finished my degree and kind of um I lost that spark that started right. when I when I when I threw the uh, when I when I went through the divorce, and it's kind of like I thought, okay, like you know, there are different things, you know, other doors opened up. Maybe I just go and do that, but you know, I just I wasn't happy at all. So just something inside was just screaming, like you know, just go out and enjoy the life. Yeah. So what happened later? Um, I was, I don't know, there was like a moment, but I really felt like on top of, on top of everything. Like I was just finished my, I was finishing the university and graduated and, um, the work was doing, I was doing very well at work and, um, and then just things literally just started falling into place and I was feeling so amazing. And that's uh, it was the same feeling when I felt at, at the end of the divorce and I just wanted to just cultivate it yes so later on it's obviously it's like going up and down and um and again you know all the like I had the glory I was feeling great and obviously I had another like low time where I wasn't feeling that great about myself about my life and I was pretty I was struggling and this was after your divorce and you had went to yeah, school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then I got in another relationship with which, um, yeah, I knew that it wasn't for me. And I, you know, there are so many red flags coming up, but I still yeah. decided to go with it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, we just, you know, we just way too much in our head instead of just listening to our body. Right. And, and it's just, it's, um, yeah, it wasn't a great experience, but I think that's something that I needed to have right. to actually learn more about myself and what I wanted in life at that time. 
and it was like literally another kick of my backside to yeah. like, get up <laughs> and go and do it so um after the relationship ended i just, just decided i need to fix myself i knew there was something broken and i just keep repeating you know the same pattern so i, I had to break it away so break away from it from it somehow right. so then i got into i was taking one to one of my friends and uh, and he recommended to go um to start with nrp uh, nrp training so I went there and started, um, I actually met some really interested people during this, um, this training. Uh-huh. And through, it's actually beginning, this is the beginning of my journey of like learning more about myself, um, like improving myself and how I can cope in different situations and just, you know, just making my life my own life. Mm-hmm. and. And yeah, through that, um, I, I came across the human potential coaching, which it was such a uh, game changer, absolutely. And I learned a lot uh, during the training and it, it actually helped me to like, get my message out there, mm-hmm. and how I can, for example, work with my clients and how I actually, you know, how I can approach them and so on and, and be confident and stop playing all those old records that I had in my head. So, yeah, so that's what I am now. It's kind of now I'm, I'm yeah, I'm working with women and helping them to transition and yeah, mm-hmm. to find their, their own happiness. So did you have a coach that you worked with personally first before you actually became a coach yourself? Um, it's, yes, I did. So I, I, well, coaching, it's, I have to say that the first time when I heard about a coach, I didn't, I, I didn't really believe in coaching. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I thought we should have our shit together. Together, right? <laughs> Why <not> you coach? <laughs> Absolutely. And now I'm a coach myself. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, when I had, uh, when I started uh, uh, the coaching sessions, I just, I learned so much about myself and how much I was in my head and how I can, you know, freely, you know, express myself. It just, just, oh my God, that was just mind blowing. And it was just so, I'm so grateful that actually I had that experience in my life. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I can say the same thing. Like, I mean, when I came across like just life coaching in general, I mean, I loved it. I loved the idea because I like personal development and trying to work and be my best self. But mm. it wasn't until the same thing. Like I had my first coach, you know, I'm thinking the same thing to like, I don't know if I really need one. I mean, it, I know it'll help. But and then it's like eye opening, like you said, because you don't realize how much you're stuck in your own head and how, you know, having another person to really point those things out to you. Um, can bring you out of that space and open you up to a whole nother world. Yeah, absolutely. We just keep, we can't see those patterns because we keep playing them over and over and we don't have really the awareness unless we learn how to build the awareness and notice those patterns. Then only then you can, you know, change them. Mm -hmm. So what were some of like, what would you say was your biggest takeaway that kind of, brought that spark back um from coaching what was your biggest breakthrough 
Oh, the biggest breakthrough. Oh, that was, um, yeah, it's something that really stuck in my mind like years back. That uh, let's say, you know, you go on holidays, let's say you go on holidays like four times mm-hmm. or two, twice a year. And for example, you know, life is short, right? And yeah. average life span is around what 75 or so so i'm 30 i'm 37 so literally doing the math uh, so it's like 40 (laughs) 40 years or so i have left to go on holidays when you start calculating how many times i can go it's like it is pretty you know it's not many times and i want to see so many places in my life Mm -hmm. and it just and kind of let uh, I started thinking like, what if I want if I want to leave till you know seventy five? What's gonna happen then? What if uh, something happened to me and I'm unable to to do those things? And initially, when you see how when you notice that how how little time you have on this planet, it kind of makes you think like, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Are you going to pursue your dreams or are you just keep putting those things on on the side and just thinking like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. What if you don't have tomorrow? Yeah. But then, so it's that this, this realization um, gave me like, yeah, just kind of stuck in my mind that I really, you know, I had to, uh, yeah, it was just the, the spark that I needed, you know, just to cultivate the spark. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely say like every birthday that I have definitely kind of gives me a little kick in the butt too to be like okay because I'm 34 I'll be 35 this year (laughs) Mm. so same thing I'm like you know what like time is gonna keep passing by and like you were saying some things you may not be able to do the older you get and you don't get that time back Um, Mm. I know for me I also work in healthcare full-time so I see a lot of older patients and that's you know one thing that they always say to me is that you don't get that time back or they'll say don't get old you know or follow your (laughs) dream and so then you know you really start thinking like wow my I don't have but so much time here on this earth like am I going to keep doing these bullshit jobs or am I going to really pursue my dreams you know Mm. yeah absolutely even like thinking of like Christmases, you know, I don't see my family every Christmas. Mm-hmm. But if I have like, you know, I don't know my siblings going to leave and, and so on. What if I've got like two or three meetings with them left over the time, let's say within the, the next 10 years. So it's like, yeah, it kind of makes your thing, you know, what, what it's there for you. Definitely. Yes, we have to use that time wisely. And, and we all get those little nudges and those little kick in the butts, but sometimes we don't listen to them. But I think usually, you know, if you don't, then they get louder or they get harder <laughs> until you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's so important to, you know, to catch them and just, just do something with it because otherwise, you know, it's just, it, the life is just so short, you know, you just, we have to make it the most out of it. Yeah, definitely. And you've been through, I mean, just, I know I was reading about, you know, your bio and the, the posts you gave me about, so many things that you've just been through um just as a person in general like what were some of the life challenges that you went through and how did you get through them yeah um I think like obviously when it comes to my parents it's kind of it's a touchy one because um 
there is still some I don't know, things that I'm still processing. Right. I lost my mom to cancer when I was nine. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was, I was a child. I didn't understand, underst- I didn't understand at all what, what that meant at that time. Like, oh, I'm not going to see my mom anymore. Right. And I think just later, like, I think like five years ago, six years ago, I just started noticing that whenever I was thinking about her, I just was getting emotional each time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hold on, there is something that hasn't been resolved. I need to like dig into, dig into it and just find out what, what is it, why I keep getting, you know, so emotional every time when I think about her. Yes. And like, you know, you, for example, you want to like, I've, I've listened to girls, like my friends were talking like, oh, we went shopping with mom and um, we, we had dinner and just doing things with mother and they're like, I can't really tell, I can't say those things because she's not there. Right. And, and every time I was thinking about it, I was just getting really upset. So I had to really go through like understanding why it's still, there is such an emotional mm-hmm. charge in my, in my body whenever I think about it. So um, I think like um, I started with, I didn't like this is another practice that I didn't believe at the beginning just like uh-huh. coaching yeah it's the EFT yeah emotional freedom technique we're gonna talk about that <laughs> I still have some resistance to that so maybe you can help me with that <laughs> I oh my gosh no problem um I started I thought like two years ago I just um I I was just heard someone on a podcast about that and and um, I got really interested in it mm-hmm. and I thought cool that sounds really you know interesting let's let's just try it so instead of just taking like um, just one day training to actually find out what it is I just went in I booked it like I booked three year advance training wow and and I thought okay like convinced me that it's actually working it was yes. just kind of my mindset <laughs> when I was going over that <laughs> but what I what I witnessed during the training oh my gosh there's like there was oh my, I didn't you know there were I think there were like 10 people um during the training with me mm-hmm. for the three days and I you know I was resisting crying on those on those trainings because you literally you practice any technique that you have over there and just trying to get the, the you know get the emotional charge out of your body. Right. And man, I was just crying over there. I was just like, oh, the people around crying around me. It's like, oh my god, what I sign up for? You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but then. Um, at the end of the session, like at the end of the, the third day, we were practicing um, also like how to uh, stop cravings, oh. like like doing like um, like one the teacher just passed uh, passed along the uh, crisps and sweets. Everyone could choose what what their like uh, kryptonite is, and we started talking around that and literally like. I was really into Chris. I just like salty stuff. And, um, and after like a couple of times of doing the rounds of tapping, I was just like, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want this Chris. I just like, 
no, I just like put it away. And I thought, okay, that is something like, you know, <laughs> it's working. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, I have to say that maybe the first session didn't really, I not, I noticed the, the shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I was thinking my mom and I tried the EFT, um, it's kind of, you know, I noticed that it, it was, I was managing my emotions and then it's kind of, um, it started, you know, it got better with the time, but, you know, I had to practice it. Whenever I was feeling like that, I just, you know, I, I took a few minutes, just sat down um, and I just started tapping away to, you know, just, just resolve the triggers. And it has helped me. And also like the, um, the things, like the techniques that I've learned um, during my, my human potential coaching, it helped me to manage my emotions and build a, my resilience as well. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, as I said, it was just just game changer for me. So yeah, that's how I've been dealing with the situation right now. Oh yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with EFT and probably because <laughs> I haven't been consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely need to, you know, work more into it because it's like, it's like in the back of my mind, I know that it works, but it, yeah. I'm like, I'm still resistant a little bit to it. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, EFT is emotional freedom technique. Um, you can Google it. There are lots of people who do trainings on it and what it is, is you're tapping on different points or meridians in your body. And you are, like she said, releasing different emotions and, you know, reaffirming what your new belief is going to be. So you literally look like you're tapping all over your body. And so, you know, if you're doing it in the mirror, you may think this is crazy. Like, why am I tapping my head, tapping my shoulder, tapping my arm? Like, you know, but apparently it works, but I've had resistance to doing it. And Mona Lisa, who's been my coach, has mm-hmm. same things, been like, you need to do EFT. And I'm like, have you, she'll ask me sometimes, have you been doing your EFT? And I'm like, well, <laughs> to it. But mm-hmm. I think that would be a good help is if I did something like what you did, like a training in person, because um, sometimes I need that one-on-one, which is, you know, why I love coaching, because it, it makes a big difference when you have someone to kind of guide you or who's there to help you. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, for me personally, it helped me to, when I took the, the, the training, it helped me understand what actually EFT does. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've watched some um, YouTube videos, or other, I've gone through other information on Google about EFT. And there was a lot of explanation about it. But, you know, when you have someone teaching you how to use it, it's completely different different perspective you know you you understand more and you you understand the mechanism dynamics and what you can expect as well so yeah it's on experience there's nothing like it yeah absolutely (laughs) so with you going through you know all these changes and learning more about yourself what sparked in you to be like you know what I want to do this (laughs) is that where you kind of got that new spark from it's kind of it has as well you know it's um um I wanted to do like try different things you know I'm now I was uh, I just want to learn so many things 
Mm-hmm. And whenever I see a new book, and you know, I just want to read and I just want to learn as much as I can, you know, because I don't know what's happened. <laughs> it's gonna happen tomorrow. Yeah. So I've been I've been experimenting with different things. Yeah, uh, you can see where it takes you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, you know, it. Yeah, I don't know. I've got. I learned that, you know, that I've been in there like closed bubble for such a long time mm-hmm. and experimenting things and you can through those experimentation you can actually explore the world and actually get to know yourself so much better and you can you know control yourself in different environments how to you how you react to different things in life and it's it's, uh, you know, an EFT, it's kind of it gave me like the starting and a stand, starting point and the NLP as well. Yeah, I think that's like super good. And that's one of the things like just going back to like being married at a young age. I see a lot of, you know, women, especially and men, too, um, who get married super young and they haven't really taken time to explore and learn about themselves and you know, we get kind of caught in this little box and we don't see anything outside of it until we, one day, like you said, we get that kick in the pants. And now we're like, there's a whole other world out here and so many things to learn and experience or to just learn about yourself that you didn't even know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, it's, you know, we, we, we live such a mediocre life, like for such a long time such a long uh, period oh, of time yeah. <laughs> that you know we kind of convince ourselves that it's okay to live like that mm-hmm. but we just know in our soul that it's so much more out there and it just like our soul is just yearning to explore and do those things we just you know we just need to have like either a coach or someone else to just kind of pull ourselves out and even surrounding ourselves with different people that's you know doing different things kind of help us to spark or ignite our passions again. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about what biohacking is because I'm interested to hear about that. <laughs> and how you get into biohacking. So apparently, I mean, yeah, apparently I've been biohacking for a pretty long time. Uh-huh. Till I, you know, till, yeah, I found out about biohacking through Dave Asprey from Bulletproof. And he kind of introduced the uh, terminology. And biohacking, what is it? It's just um, influencing your environment, internal and external environment, so to to live, you know, your full potential. So it can either be on a spiritual level, can be on a physical level. Um, you can, you know, use technology to help you to perform at your best. Mm-hmm. So, so this is what biohacking is. So, as I said, apparently I've been doing like biohacking like yeah. a really long time. <laughs> it's like even doing the intermittent fasting, okay. which I, which I was doing like um, in my early twenties, because one upon a time. I came across a book which was called Can We Live 150 Years? It's an incredible book. And it actually was talking about like intermittent fasting, food combining, uh, different things. And it's like, I just really got so into it. And I started practicing that. Um, so, and 
now, for example, I kind of, you know, I'm taking to another level and the biohacking, like try, trying to hack my, um, hack my sleep so I yeah. can perform better. Just, <laughs> yeah, we don't realize how much, you know, how sleep influences our behavior. You know, if we don't have enough sleep, don't approach us. <laughs> <laughs> That's me all the time. I'm like, if I don't get my hours in, I'm not good to anyone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly the same. I was, I used to, I used to sleep on oh, like five, maximum six hours of sleep. Six hours, Ooh, that, that was like, <laughs> <laughs> like six hours, that was my really good night. And I can, you know, slowly I can, you know, work. Yeah. But now it's just seven, occasionally eight hours. And now I can feel like, you know, I feel so much better. My mind it's mm-hmm. so much clearer yeah as well and yeah it's just it's been yeah. it's been an interesting journey of discovering what else how you can influence your body even like taking a cold shower first thing in the morning you literally get you out you know from Ooh. the you know <laughs> <laughs> it gets you out from the you know the, the normal morning routine, routine and yeah snap out and you just like yep i'm alive let's do it <laughs> <laughs> that would be hard for me i'm gonna challenge myself to do that to get up and take a cold shower i don't know oh uh, i'm challenging you Can okay you <laughs> i'm such a like like i always say i'm not a morning person but mm. it's not that i'm not necessarily a morning person it's just that like i like my mornings to me like i don't want to get up and rush and run out the door Mm. You know, if I have time to like really go through my morning routine, have my coffee, take a hot shower, (laughs) you know, after a good hour or so of me doing that, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to start my day. Mm. But um, I've never been that person that just like jumps out of bed and is like ready to go. You know, I mean, don't take me wrong. I'm not that person either. <laughs> I need my routine. I literally before, like, I was getting up, getting up like six o'clock in the morning, and I'd mm-hmm. be out the door by seven o'clock to, yeah, to go to work. <laughs> I, for example, now I don't need to leave home till eight after eight. Mm-hmm. So I get up. I wake up about five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I practice uh, transcendental meditation first in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then I read a um, book, anything that can stimulate my mindset. Mm-hmm. Then um, it's sometimes, I mean, it's, a, it's obviously it's depending on the day, but occasionally I would, um, I would exercise okay. or do something different. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really, you know, as much as the routine is important, it's also for me personally, I feel better when I can do things different, different right. each morning. So for example, you know, once I, I read or journal or exercise, then I do the cold shower and have a <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> but it's very important. It's like, I found it really interesting that for example, when you have a cold shower, especially like for ladies out there, it actually helps you to uh, minimize the period pains. Yeah. So, so I've been, I've, you know, that's been so good for me. So, you know, cold shower in the morning, I'll do any time if I can just eliminate <laughs> the pain. <laughs> okay, Barbara, you convinced me. I'm going to do it. 
That'll, awesome. that'll be my that'll be my switch up. Maybe not every day, but I will. You know, every now and then throw in a cold shower and see how that works. <laughs> wake me up. Thank you. Excellent. Awesome. So, how is that kind of like? How do you advise your clients with biohacking? Kind of like what we just talked about. Do you kind of advise them? You know how to switch up their routines and you know things that they can do. Hmm. It's obviously everyone is different. Everyone's got different uh, biology and, you know, it's different things will work differently mm-hmm. on another person. So it's, um, I, I tend to give them the guidance of things to give them principles and they can adjust whatever it works for them or not. You know, they, I'm not telling them that like, you know, you have to get up, you know, you have to like have the routine, get up early, do this, this and that, and just do, you know, my way. <laughs> so, so when I, whenever I work with my clients, I tend to just ask them to make simple changes, you know, what, especially one change at a time, mm-hmm. because otherwise they might find very overwhelming to incorporate everything and just remember, remembering all the steps um, so it's just literally one week, one thing. So for example, I, I start for, with introducing, um, sleeping, uh, like the right, like correct hyg- hygiene of sleeping, for example, having the enough sleep, mm-hmm. um, how you prepare yourself, uh, before you go to bed and, and so on. And because there's so many things that can influence whether you're going to have a good night of sleep or not. Um, and then we look at what they eat because obviously, you know, um, food is such a, such a important thing as well to, you know, to perform at your best. And obviously there are some kryptonites, but for example, like sugary stuff or something, you know, wheat is obviously everyone reacts to things differently. But ask them to, you know, just just implement different changes, like starting with, you know, the nutritionally packed um, meals, so they can, you know, fuel their body the correct way. Mm. And then, you know, it's um, and when they are comfortable with doing that, um, we can introduce like um, if they wanted to the intermittent fasting, which is amazing for as an anti-aging thing as well mm-hmm. um, and just working on the um, like working on your digestion and how you feel throughout the day and it's it does stress your body but it stresses your body the the, the good way um, that's something that I haven't necessarily done just because I think I'm gonna starve if I fast <laughs> all all the nutrition I can get um but yeah, I've heard some positive things about doing the intermittent fasting. So that'll be something yeah. to try to. It's really, it's, it's, um, I find it really helpful for myself. Sometimes when I know that the night before I had heavy dinner or so, I like to fast for at least 14 hours. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of helped me to reset my body. Okay. But I know some, like, I know some people, they, they do um, twice a year, seven day water fast. Yeah. Can you imagine seven days without food? Like, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> that was pe- that would have been difficult for me. I I love my food too much, and me I, 
I think I've done like twice um, where I was fasting for like two days and it was enough for me. I, you know, I'm okay with doing like yeah. 24 hour, you know, yeah. fast. Maybe one day I'll be strong enough and I had the mindset to go longer, but yeah, something, um, it's, in, you know, it's yeah. progress. <laughs> one to three days is probably max. And even then I'd probably do like all fruits and vegetables or a juice cleanse or something like that. Mm, yeah. Sounds good. I could probably try that. You know, my thing right now that I'm on is the celery juice kick. Have you done celery? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a juicer at the moment, but I'm happy to just put everything in the, into a smoothie, like, I don't know, the celery, yeah. cucumber, some superfoods, adaptogens, just mix it all up. It's a good booster for, for the morning. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've had some amazing results with the, the celery juice. Um, ah, and they okay. say you, can, you can just put it in a blender too, if you want, and then strain it with a cheesecloth and drink it that way if you don't have a oh, yeah. juicer. But um, yeah, I've had some amazing stuff. So that will probably be like my version of doing a cleanse or, you know, fasting. I would definitely start with just that, something simple. Mm. Um, but yeah. yeah, you've given me some inspiration. So I got some things I got to try <laughs> out here. Absolutely. So what would you say if you had some words of wisdom to live by or if you have like, what's your favorite mantra that you live by? Oh, hmm. my favorite know. mantra. Oh my gosh, I didn't, uh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> <I think. laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I've been put on the spot. I'm trying, you know, I'm just trying to be inspirational right now and I can't come up with. Um, or just, yeah, like just what some words of wisdom. Like what is something that you've seen or that you had to say over and over, maybe even to yourself or to your clients? Like what's something that you notice that you always have to say? Yeah, so quite often <laughs> I just tell myself, just listen to your heart, mm-hmm. leave the head, just don't be in your head. Stop creating stories that are not true. So I think this is this is something that I've been working on as well because like like there are some stories and it can easily be so triggered into like the negative stories and our brain literally you know listen to what we actually listen believes what we think yeah so yeah if you're going to like make story or anything just talk to yourself talk to your brain Mm -hmm. in a nice way create the, the positive stories instead of just going like crazy and it sounds easy but it's like sometimes it's hard like because when it's when you start playing you know a certain story in your mind then it starts spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and then it just keeps going and going until you you know make it stop or like you said you change that thought process it is absolutely it's not um it's not easy it's just it's about creating the awareness it's something you need to be um conscious about Mm-hmm. And once you start noticing the the um, the patterns, just say that stop, stop, stop. This is my story. I'm not going through it. Let's create a better story. Mm-hmm. So you just have to like snap out of it right away because yeah. once you start the story, it's going you know yeah. downhill from there. Like broken record that just keeps going and it won't stop. 
absolutely <laughs> that gets stuck in a spiral so yep we have all been there i know all about it i still have some stories where i have to be like look we just snap out of it right now this yep. is not right let it go yeah absolutely it's definitely a practice awesome well my dear let our listeners know how can we contact you get in touch with you and continue to follow you in your journey Right. So I am, um, I'm on Instagram quite often. Yes. I'm still trying to be consistent with that. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but they can find me on Instagram and Facebook and I've got website. The handle for, for Instagram is at Barbara underscore Grohalska. Uh, Facebook is different because the, the other one was taken unfortunately so it's oh, barbara yeah. g coaching <laughs> okay and all the, inf the the other information can be found on my website which is barbaragrahalska.com awesome and i'll put all this in the show notes so everyone can get the links for it so yeah i really enjoyed talking to you and i have my work cut out for me y'all barbara's challenging me to take a cold <laughs> shower in the morning so anybody who takes a cold shower i'm about to feel what y'all feel because <laughs> I like my hot morning showers I don't know but mm -hmm. and um yeah to definitely look into my EFT tapping too so I might be reaching out to you to get oh, some yeah. I would I would love to I would love to help you with that definitely yes, thank you super excited all right y'all well that is all we have for you today um thanks Barbara for joining me here on the show I'll leave all the show notes um, here in the comments as well. And we'll talk to you guys soon on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Spiritual Shit You Need to Know, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave me a five-star review. Don't forget to sign up for your free Millennial Life Crisis Guide at bit.ly forward slash free crisis guide. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram for more spiritual inspo at spiritual shit podcast.